Eight days had passed. After eight days had passed, it was time to circumcise the child. And he was called Jesus, the name given by the angel before he was conceived in the womb. The Gospel of the Lord. Praise to you, O Christ. You may be seated. Good morning. Good morning. Buenos dias. Buenos dias. El punto principal en el sermón para el día de hoy es que la Virgen María, quien es una santa para nosotros, es un ejemplo de la fe, quizá la, la cristiana más grande de todo el mundo. Una vez yo tuve una visión, un sueño de la Virgen, que yo voy a compartir más en inglés, pero... El punto es que ella da un consuelo a nosotros, peregrinos, cristianos, que alabamos a Jesús. Ella es un ejemplo de fe y consuelo. Amén. Well, there's just something about Mary. Maybe it's time that we talked a little bit more about her. There's a couple of problems that we have in the church when it comes to Mary especially as Protestants. The first problem is that we don't ever talk about her, very seldomly. Unfortunately, sometimes there's such an emphasis on not being Roman Catholic that we lose some of the rich traditions. And let me just say this, Martin Luther himself, 500 years ago, even as the leader of the Reformation, had a Marian devotion. It was a part of his daily faith life. So what I mean is that because we try to be distinct as Lutherans, one of the ways that sometimes happens is the emphasis is put on how we're not Catholic, not Roman Catholic, I should say. And so we end up being taught along the way, at least I was, don't pray to Mary don't say the Hail Mary, don't have a picture, don't have a candle, don't have a statue. They were things that were like forbidden almost. And I think that that's too bad. That's too bad. And it's not even how many Lutheran churches are. So that's one challenge. The other challenge is that when people do have a Marian devotion, her whole humanity isn't always acknowledged. And she's really presented as like perfect, as perfect and, and, and totally innocent, totally pure, and totally submissive, as if these were the only characteristics that would make a strong woman of faith. So today we're going to explore a little bit more about who Mary was, according to the Bible. And I want to share with you one dream that I had in my own life that changed my faith practice. So instead of just not talking about Mary or only emphasizing some things, let's first talk about how she is the God-bearer. And the word in Greek is theotokos, and that goes all the way back to the beginning of the church, and it means God-bearer, the one who bore God in her womb, Jesus. Mary bore Jesus in her womb. And from the beginning, her bearing Jesus 
had consequences. We know that she was probably judged and criticized socially because while she would tell people this is God's baby conceived by the Holy Spirit, we know that she would have been judged and criticized as was Joseph. And that's not where it ended. Today we read that Jesus is circumcised eight days later, right away. That baby is physically suffering a little bit. And then as time goes on, Mary is there repeatedly in Jesus' life when he suffers. And she would have seen that and felt that in herself. When Jesus' fame is spreading, he goes back to Nazareth And when he enters into a home, the home gets so full of people that they say he barely had room to be able to eat. They were packed in like sardines. And it was causing such an uproar in Nazareth that Mary shows up on the outside with Jesus' siblings. And they say, hey, bring Jesus out. We'd like to talk to him with his family to see what's going on because he's causing an uproar. And what does Jesus say? He says, this is my family now. These are my sisters and my brothers and my mother. That had to hurt. That had to hurt when Mary and her other children heard that. Jesus say, essentially pushing them away and saying, if you want to be my family, you have to come in here and be my disciple. The God bearer had to bear that sorrow. And of course, when Jesus died on the cross, They say there's no pain, there's no words to describe the pain a parent feels when they lose a child. And Mary felt that pain. So she was the God-bearer. The other thing about Mary is that she was an actual human being. She's a saint. We lift her up as the greatest of all Christians in her faith, but she was an actual human being, and that comes through the Bible as well. For example, when the angel first comes to her and tells her, hey, you're going to be pregnant, she doesn't actually start off with a yes, may it be so. She doesn't. She says, how's that going to happen? She thinks for herself. She wants the angel to explain it. And then the angel says, the Holy Spirit will empower you to be able to become pregnant. So we know that Mary thinks for herself. And then again, in our gospel reading this morning, after the shepherds come and worship the baby Jesus, it says that Mary pondered all of these words in her heart. Again, she's thinking about these things, reflecting on them and what they mean. Mary was an actual human being. And I think that's so important for us as Christians because we can look to her as a model of both grace and faith. Grace is that she didn't deserve this role that was given to her. It was a heavy role. It was a burden. And yet God chose her by grace to do it. And God gave her the grace to be able to do it. And faith was that she was faithful to the call. So let me tell you about the vision I had of Mary. So for most of my life, I... Didn't, certainly would never pray to Mary. Um, I was uneasy with art about her because I was sort of raised in a way saying, hey, we would never want to lead anybody toward um, any sort of devotion toward Mary. Well, that changed for me when I had this 
dream. Uh, the dream happened maybe about six or seven years ago. And this is what happened. So I was in my dream and I walk into this room and in this room there's um, like a poker table and there's men playing, I don't know if it was poker or some sort of a card game, um, smoking big cigars, gambling, having a good time. As I looked closer though, these men were famous men that I had seen in the news. These were leaders of states, heads of nations. And when I looked at what they were gambling with, it wasn't just poker chips, it was countries and industries, nations. And they were just having a good time. Hey, I have one of these, you have one of these, ha, 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 ha. And in my dream, I thought, well, this is unjust, this is not fair. And I tell them, you can't do this, you can't do this. But they couldn't hear me, I was invisible to them. And in fact, the, the louder I screamed, the smaller I got. And I shrank and I shrank. I was like the incredible shrinking man. Until finally the table was high above me and, and I was tiny. And so I walked away. And I walked and I walked and I walked and I walked out into the wilderness. And I walked until I saw mountains. And on these mountains, there was a statue. And it was a statue of the Virgin Mary. So I walk to the, up this trail toward the statue of the Virgin Mary. And as I'm walking, there are other people. Some walking, some of them are crawling on their knees, like religious pilgrims, to the point where their knees were getting bloody. And I scoffed at them. I thought, what superstition is this? What a waste of time. And I walk to the top of the trail, and there's the statue, and there's pilgrims, and I'm just sort of standing there, looking down at them, judging. And I just felt terrible. I felt terrible because of what I had seen previously, with uh, basically a, a, a form of corruption I had seen in my dream. I felt terrible about that. I felt terrible about the religious observances. And finally, Sherry showed up in my dream, and she said to me, if you feel so bad, why don't you try praying like these pilgrims? And I said, but that's not right. They're not supposed to do that. And she said, go ahead, see what happens. God will understand. So in my dream, I did. I, I folded my hands and I prayed. And I said, I feel so terrible. Please help me. And all of a sudden, I felt hugged, a warm embrace. And I was sure it was Sherry who was hugging me, and I, and I began to cry and let out all of the pain and anguish that I had been feeling. And when I opened my eyes, it wasn't Sherry who was hugging me. It was Mary. It was Mary. It was no longer a statue, but the actual Mary was hugging me. And she was pregnant, because I could feel baby Jesus kicking me. And I later found out that um, the Virgin of Guadalupe, that particular image, is actually a pregnant Mary. It's Jesus' mother when she's pregnant. And that was it. I woke up. That was the end of my dream. And ever since I had that dream, I have to say it has changed my own devotion. I do occasionally pray the Hail Mary. Uh, I actually had to look it up and see what the words were. And I felt like I was okay doing this knowing that Luther would also pray that prayer. And it is in the Bible. It's based off of what Elizabeth says when Mary visits her. Elizabeth says, Harry Ma Hail Mary, full of grace, blessed are you among women, blessed is the fruit of your womb, Jesus. It's right out of the Bible. 
I'm not saying it's for everyone, but it has become a part of my personal piety. And no matter where we come from as Christians, Mary is a stellar example of faith. She bore God. She bore the pain of what it means to serve God. And she had God's grace to comfort and sustain her. And each and every one of us, when we reach out to God in prayer, will be comforted by God's love and given the strength we need for each day. Amen. Please stand as you're able as we sing our hymn of the day, The Spirit Sends Us Forth to Serve. The Spirit.